Es un asunto en el que la sociedad civil siempre ha jugado un papel fundamental. La sociedad civil. Civil society. The Grassroots View, an EESC podcast. Welcome back to The Grassroots View. This time we're looking at homelessness in the European Union. Europe is a comparatively wealthy continent, yet still the challenge of providing all our citizens with decent, safe housing persists. Social policy remains largely a national responsibility in Europe. Member states have different levels of homelessness and various mechanisms to manage and reduce it. But homelessness is also a European challenge because the questions it poses are questions about the values on which the European Union is founded. Social justice, solidarity and inclusivity. We'll hear in this podcast from Frederick Spinnewein from the European Federation of National Organizations Working with the Homeless, also called FEANSA, Nora Teller from the Metropolitan Research Institute in Budapest, and Maria del Carmen Barrera Chamorro, who leads for the European Economic and Social Committee on this issue. First, to Frederick Spinnewein from FEANSA. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation and thank you for letting me contribute to this uh, podcast series. Tell me first, Frederick, about the work FEANSA does. FIANSA is a a European NGO, actually the only European NGO that exclusively works on the issue of homelessness. We have members from almost all EU member states. Most of our members are organizations providing services for homeless people, mostly shelter accommodation. And what we do as a European organization is advocacy work, lobbying uh, at the European level, but also at national and local level. What is probably a little bit atypical is that we also do research. And then we do, uh, like many other uh, NGOs, uh, campaigning, press work, uh, other uh, communications uh, work as well. And then the last thing that we do is what we call mutual learning. Most of our members and partners are faced with the same problems, but they have different ways to addressing them. We try to identify the interesting practices and then promote them European-wide. Let's go into the concept of mutual learning. Tell me a bit more. Mutual learning is... Is very effective, especially on policies where the evidence base is relatively weak. And that's the case in connection to homelessness. Like many policies still, certainly at local level, are policies which are developed on the on the base of the gut feeling of the policymakers. Uh, it's changing now, like evidence, um, a strong evidence base becomes more important, but it's often lacking. So I think that allows us to generate quite a bit of impact through the mutual learning and through the research that we, uh, that we do. And how does that learning contribute to innovations and breakthroughs in addressing homelessness across Europe? There is a number of interesting innovations. One that you will probably have heard of already is what we call housing first. It's actually a radical change to the way we address homelessness. Um, the traditional way is to try and treat the non-housing problems in shelter and other forms of temporary accommodation. And once you have the non-housing problems under control, then people move into housing. And the idea behind it is that people cannot sustain a rental contract or a, a tenancy when they have too many other problems. And Housing First does actually the entire opposite. It uses a housing as an instrument of integration. So housing is offered at the very beginning. It provides the basis, the stability of a person. The services to address the non-housing problems are available, but they're not a condition to keep the housing. And that works very well. For most people, it works very well. So that's a recent, a relatively recent innovation that is now gradually picked up at European level. I mentioned at the start that there are different levels of homelessness and different ways of responding to homelessness across the member states. Can you expand on that? Well, actually, the variety is probably less prominent than you might imagine. Of course, 
there is differences uh, between countries as there is difference for any kind of social problem. But we see that homelessness increases in almost all EU member states, irrespective of the geographical location, the welfare system, the housing system, etc. So I think most countries, with few exceptions, they are confronted with a rising problem. And even in terms of size of the population, the differences are not as big as you might believe, and the differences might not be between the bits of Europe that you might imagine. How would you describe your interactions with policymakers in Europe on homelessness? I think it's a general problem for our sector to convince policymakers that it's a deserving cause, that you have to address homelessness in its entirety. There's very few policymakers that will sort of embrace the problem. We want homelessness to be seen in a broader context, and we want policymakers to address the structural issues related to homelessness. That's one thing. But we also want policymakers to recognize that homelessness is a distinct problem in need of a distinct set of actions. I think it would be wrong to rely on the robustness of the welfare system to address homelessness. Like we see homelessness in countries with strong welfare systems. So you need something more. So we also want the recognition that homelessness is an issue even in a wealthy and rich European Union. True, but the European Union doesn't have a direct role in confronting and reacting to homelessness, does it? We are very well aware of the limited competences of the European Union, but I think that argument should not make us blind for what the European Union can do. And I think we need some courage and creativity to maximize the impact of European Union intervention in a context of limited competences, but it is possible. And there's basically three big areas where the European Union can make a difference. It's mutual learning. There is a lot to learn because a lot of the policies, the interventions, the services are not sufficiently evidence-based. Then the second area is everything related to data collection and monitoring. Member states are usually quite sensitive to how they compare to neighboring countries or countries a little bit further away. That's certainly something that European Union can do. And then the third area is everything related to access to funding and financing. Frederick Spinnewein from FIANSA. Thanks for coming on The Grassroots View. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Now for an overview of homelessness in Europe, I'm joined by Nora Teller, a sociologist at the Metropolitan Research Institute in Budapest and a member of the European Observatory on Homelessness. Nora, give us a picture of the reality that so many people are living in Europe. We have been trying to collect data, no? and Fiance has been playing an exemplary role in providing evidence for whatever policy formation can be supported across the countries, but also at the European level. And we we tend to quote some figures, which are very difficult figures when one looks behind, but those are still useful figures. We would say that it's very close to 900,000 street homeless at one certain moment in time in Europe who do not have any physical shelter above their heads and who really don't have anywhere to go. Would you say that some member states have more effective strategies in place than others? I've mentioned this growth of homelessness, so basically doubling of the most visible form of it. But there are also exceptions. No, where this is this growth is not happening, where we can see that there is a reverse trend. And this is also very useful to know because it means that homelessness can be ended, can be tackled, can be reduced. And there are three uh, European countries that we normally refer to, Finland, 
where there is a strategic shift from managing to ending homelessness. Um, I think those who have been reading about homelessness or talking about it, that very soon they will learn that Housing First is a solution that can be applied in a systemic approach. And this is done, for example, in Finland. And the other countries? We also know Austria, where there is um, also a very interesting his history towards uh, affordable housing provision, especially in Vienna, but also in other countries where we can see that the trend of growth can be halted and reversed. And also Denmark, where there is a pretty integrated approach towards tackling homelessness, which is very much evidence-based. So there, a whole range of service providers work together and have information how to intervene in different life passes, for example, the best to prevent homelessness. Let's look at European level. Frederick just gave us his views on what the EU can do to address the challenge of homelessness. But is the EU ready to do this, in your view? There is a policy interest, a growing policy interest in, in tackling homelessness. And it's shown also because it's now on the EU agenda in a very sophisticated way with some a strong political support, but also with an institutional support or development of the European platform of combating homelessness. All member states have to be on board and they have a working program. They have ideas, know-how, what to improve. What policy does not get right or could get it better is that housing is an issue. That sounds like an obvious thing to say, but perhaps policymakers across Europe are not seeing what's obvious. You cannot tackle homelessness without offering more affordable housing, affordable and secure housing. And for that, member states have sometimes little capacity because the pressure uh, from time to time is much larger than what the housing sectors and the housing market can provide. And we've, we've seen that this process around the housing market, when there is a high pressure, then we can see that homelessness is, in, is increasing. So house price increases, energy price increases, come about with a pace where welfare states are just too slow to react in time. So prevention is something that all member states should get better <laughs> in. You mentioned just a moment ago the European Platform on Combating Homelessness, which was launched two and a half years ago by the EU in what's known as the Lisbon Declaration. What do you make of that? The Lisbon Declaration is clear that by 2030, which is very close, no? that by 2030, member states should strategically approach tackling homelessness. It is a bit more explicit. It says member states should end homelessness, but staying realistic, no? This means that member states sign up to a common goal under the umbrella of the European Union. And I think this is a pretty strong framework in many ways. But of course, at the end of the day, it depends how local responses can be developed or how this Lisbon agenda, how, how what is written down there can be translated into actual actions more effectively than they've been done so far. Thanks there to Nora Teller from the Metropolitan Research Institute in Budapest. The Grassroots View, an EESC podcast. Now for a perspective from the EESC itself, I spoke to Maria del Carmen Barrera Chamorro, who leads the committee's approach to policies related to homelessness. First, she highlighted the significant variations that exist in Europe when it comes to tackling homelessness. Portugal, which is not one of the richest countries in the European Union, was on the first to develop a strategy to combat homelessness implemented for several years. Other states, however, do not address this issue. And in some countries, employment is so precarious that the issue of homelessness is also neglected. The failure to implement the right to adequate housing stem 
from the fact that traditionally these issues has been approached from a wrong perspective based on the emergency and welfare that is still persists today. I asked her to expand on what she feels needs to be done. Combating homelessness requires a holistic approach encompassing both legal and political measures. In this sense, we must point out the importance to the management and joint participation of social organizations and actors in the protection and promotion of the fundamental values and rights of the European Union. The collaborative work should extend to the design and the monitoring of an intelligent implementation of public policies. Maria also provided me with an overview of the principal policy platform that exists to bring stakeholders together on this issue. The European Platform for Combating Homelessness, of which we are a member through the EIC, is a very good tool as it makes it possible to coordinate our action between member states, NGOs such as FIANSA, trade unions, and representatives of the European Commission, the European Parliament and the EIC. The platform is an agile instrument which has allowed us to renew the way of doing politics in Europe. In February 2022, under the French presidency of the Council, the 27 member states adopted an action plan against homelessness. But this was not the Commission that drew it up, but we in the platform. This mode of European governance allows many more people to have a say. Finally, I asked Maria what more action the EESC wants to see at European level on homelessness. The EIC called on the Commission to draw up a proposal for a new multi-annual work programme as soon as possible, and that the housing first is a basic policy as a systemic solution and therefore require a European training programme in these areas and that member states can integrate it into their national strategies. We also call on the Commission to integrate the fight against homelessness into all relevant European action strategies across the board. A specific European action is needed to encourage national management authorities to use the European Structural Fund Plus and the European Fund in general to finance accommodation solution for the homelessness. At the same time, social protection and accompanying policies are essential to ensure a dignified life. Anti-homelessness strategies must be accompanied by active employment policies and minimum income scheme as they are safety net for long-term unemployed people and perhaps the only form of financial benefit available to, to them. Maria del Carmen Barrera Chamorro, there from the EESC. My thanks to her, to Frederick Spinnerwein from Fianza, and to Nora Teller from the Metropolitan Research Institute for their thoughts and suggestions on an issue that perhaps doesn't get as much focus in Europe as it should. That wraps up another podcast. Join us again soon, where we'll be looking at the committee's work on another policy issue, and as always, with the perspective of the grassroots view. <laughs>